Welcome to the Maritime Vision Podcast, where we connect with industry experts to explore every facet of the maritime industry. This podcast is hosted by Paul Louis Holy. Hello everyone, welcome to this new episode and today we are with uh, Gabriel uh, and we're going to talk about shipping operations. Uh, nice to meet you Gabriel, how are you? Nice to meet you Paul and good afternoon, thank good. you for your invitation. No problem, no problem, it's a pleasure for me to having you. I really appreciate it. Uh, and today we are going to talk about shipping operation and firstly I want to ask you one question, uh, can you introduce yourself, uh, talk about your background etc please? Sure. My name is Gabriele Franciolini. I'm 23 years old. I am Italian. I come from Genoa, a city quite famous for its port. And actually, I am in Bombay, India, but I live and work in Monaco. I graduated from Nautical High School at the age of 18 years old. And then I decided to continue my studies doing a bachelor degree in business administration and management, and then also to take a, an MSc in business administration and international management. So something more related to the international business environment. And in the meanwhile, I had the opportunity to do several experiences in the maritime field, on bo- both on board and uh, ashore. And uh, actually I'm doing uh, my training, ship owning and manning company, uh, as I was saying before, based in Monaco. Uh, at the operations department. Okay, great. So you had expense on board ships as well? Yeah, a bit. I can't say that I have sailed, but I'm quite aware about how the life is on board. Yeah, I did a, a short embark in 2016 in the North Sea and in 2017 in the Mediterranean Sea, starting from the... Yeah. Okay, nice. It's always it's always good to have some experience at sea on uh, shore because you can see uh, different aspects of the industry. So I think it's very valuable. So, um, I, I want to ask you the first question of the podcast. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, contracts, uh, charter parties, etc. So, can you introduce you, uh, my audience to these topics, which is very uh, important? Sure, sure. I mean, uh, me, I'm working for a ship owning company, and we also provide to customer ship management uh, services. Uh, but, you know, the ships... Uh, the ship has to be uh, chartered if you because there is a, a charterer who has uh, its cargo and wants to transport it uh, and there is the ship owner who has the vessel so mm. in the in the middle there is uh, there is usually a ship broker who interact with both parties uh, to to like uh, trying to to do the best uh, for uh, yeah itself for the for the commission I mean but mm, uh, yes. also for uh, going at the end of uh, a, a good uh, deal and uh, to to get the to let them uh, interact I mean uh, in the best way as possible through a contract and uh, there are several. Uh, types of contracts, uh, but the most common are uh, the voyage charter and the yeah. uh, time charter. Okay, can you talk so, a little bit about these two uh, sh- uh, contracts? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, in terms of, uh, regarding the voyage charter, uh, uh, we have to consider the word freight. 
freight uh, is the fixed dry uh, rate that uh, will be agreed between uh, the, the ship owner and the and the charterer uh, for yeah. carrying the the good i mean uh, i'm the, the ship owner will uh, let you carry the the goods uh, but uh, wants to be paid so uh, this payment uh, it's made uh, through the freight uh, fixed rate agreed by the parties and uh, through this uh, uh, type of contract uh, the vessel will go from a port to another port uh, so you know the ports this is the main difference between the voyage and the time charter because in the time charter the word is the higher so mm. uh, the payment of this rate will be per time so there will be an arch of time in which the the ship owner will uh, uh, let the vessel be chartered, I mean, from uh, to a charterer. Then there are also other scenarios that I can explain because otherwise we go too much in deep. But this okay. is a brief uh, introduction. So okay. this hire will be paid, no? And so uh, the main difference also is that uh, uh, the market can increase or decrease, no? You can uh, have a good market as a bad market, mm. and thanks to the, the thanks to the time charter, you are able uh, to have like a guarantee because uh, you don't take care. I mean, you can uh, l uh, lose as uh, be quite uh, okay uh, because uh, I'm, I don't know if you are uh, understanding what I'm saying because uh, yeah. it's it's like uh, you have this fixed rate. Uh, for an arch of time, we are talking about years. So you understand, you can't forecast uh, the market. Yeah, you can. It can be okay as mm. it can be. Yeah. So this rate uh, will be like a kind of guarantee. So uh, you know that uh, although it, it goes, you will be for sure, you will collect for sure this amount. Of course. Yeah. And these rates uh, are fixed. Okay. So you know, you, you as a ship owner will know. How will be how much will be the payment no from the charter so 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 you mean as per the uh, as per the voyage in both cases you know how much will be the rate mm. but uh, the the main difference is as per what I was saying is that in the voyage charter you have the word freight so it it means that it no it uh, refers uh, to one port for uh, like um trade from one port to another port or mm. another one can be several ports that you are aware about these ports okay. for the time charter you know that the vessel will be um, will be uh, in this uh, business I mean like uh, from it will be um, charter to go from one port to one another port, port yeah. to another port etc mm. but for an arch of time so long periods okay. no? long term okay. charters in general and you refers to the word hire okay okay so so in in this case you you take into consideration the i mean like you explained that you have a fixed rate okay uh, it cannot change uh, when you you sign the contract But do you have some case yeah, for, the time for the time charter on on about the other contract? You mentioned that it, it's not like that. It's the rates change. No. Yeah, because I mean the time charter is something fixed for an arch of 
time, the voyage charter will be as per the world from a port to another port. Okay, understand. Or like the, the vessel will go loading from a port and in another port and then will discharge in another port. You know the, the rate. So yes. the, the, the freight will be based on the uh, voyage. For the time charter, the time charter rate uh, is like the same for the entire contract. Okay. Uh, and the fact is that also uh, it's quite uh, it's quite okay this situation because it's a kind of guarantee, you know. Okay. So you can, yeah. I mean, but in terms of uh, economical aspects, you can lo lose lose as uh, 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 taking advantage from the market because if it, the market goes worst, uh, you will have the, the same amount uh, that the charter will have to pay to you. So uh, although the market uh, is bad, uh, uh, the rate will be that as per the contract, but you have to consider that the, chart, the, 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 the contract has to be followed, strictly followed, because uh, otherwise you are going to front uh, claims. Mm. And claims uh, are situation that has to be managed and managed and analyzed uh, because uh, everything depends on the terms that uh, has been reported inside the, the contract. Me, as a ship operator, I have to guarantee to the charterer that the, the contract uh, is correctly followed mm. by the, the okay. master. Okay. But everything uh, depends also, I repeat, depends on the the contract okay. because uh, yeah there are a lot of uh, terms inside the contract it depends on uh, what has been agreed you know but uh, roughly speaking um, I have to guarantee that what the charter charter is asking to mm. us uh, is uh, followed by the master okay and so by the, the crew Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. So it's uh, it's. I think that's the basic to know for someone who wants to to work in in uh, operations field. I talk to many ship workers, and they always say that uh, sometimes they have to do the operation parts. They they have to know this part because uh, it's always better. But I, of course, you have, uh, as you mentioned, uh, specific yeah. teams about it. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, they have their operations department. Yes. In yeah. general. In general, yes. Okay. So, can you talk a little bit about uh, IMO? Uh, can you introduce it? What What is it, firstly, and why this is important to know uh, as a vessel operator, uh, IMO? Yeah, the, the fact is, uh, me, as a ship operator, uh, as other uh, ship owners know, uh, everything uh, is linked to the IMO. The IMO is uh, the International <coughs> Maritime Organization and uh, it like uh, sets uh, uh, all the standards uh, that the companies uh, has to uh, comply with. Okay. Through uh, specific codes and, in and international conventions. So um, like uh, the pillars are like, for example, the MARPOL, SOLAS, the MLC yes. and the STCW. These are the four most important. The pillars of IMO are this, because from these four conventions, everything starts. So for the MARPOL, for example, covers uh, maritime pollution. So it sets some 
standards uh, that company has to follow, no, and mm. to guarantee that uh, they will, uh, um, uh, they are aware about the risks, etc., yes. and that they they will provide safe uh, uh, operations, uh, avoiding uh, pollution. As Solas, Solas is the safety of life at sea, and this regards uh, the standards uh, of uh, safety. Mm. Uh, as the MLC, MLC is the Maritime Labor Convention. Maritime Labor Convention sets like the um, minimum working, uh, uh, the maximum working hours uh, as the rest, the minimum rest hours that seafarers has to 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 follow. No, and especially companies. Because, okay. Uh, works for companies. So, and then the STCW, the STCW are those uh, related to the training of the seafarers. So, uh, is that one related to the training of the seafarers? So, uh, people who are on board uh, uh, have to be aware about uh, their job, about their skills, and so they have to follow specific trainings. No? Okay, interesting. Do you have ISM as well? Yeah, uh, ISM is. Uh, is the International Safety Management Code, in fact, and it provides um, an international standard for um, the safe management, so preventing like human injury or loss of life and operation mm. of ships for pollution prevention. And so it uh, regards the safety, okay. the safety. Okay. and uh, it's part of SOLAS. This is quite, it's quite complicated. I mean to talk because there are a lot of codes, a lot of yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> a lot of uh, yeah. Uh, for example, uh, a company um, you 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 can say you no. Know, uh, our company uh, respects the the requirements of the ISM and also like for example, how uh, can people be aware that the company is respecting these requirements? Okay. There is like the document of compliance as the safety management certificate for ships mm. so you understand that that is quite uh, no like uh, yeah imagine i imagine yeah, yeah. but but um what is as a vessel operator what is your tasks your daily basis tasks like uh regarding uh amo like uh, solas uh, every code uh, in the in the industry what you have to do no i mean we have a lot of certifications. Yes. These certifications are all um, no. All of these certifications refers to specific uh, situations, and companies, uh, not only my, uh, all of the ship owners, uh, as they're operating the tanker field. I mean, because mm. uh, for example, for the comp, for the uh, containers and and dry. Dry vessel, I'm not really aware how are the dynamics, but the to considering the tankers, you have to uh, follow a lot of um, uh, situations, you know? okay. and these situations refers to a lot of certifications. In a few words, because there are a lot of certifications that are quite yeah, 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 of course. full of uh, full of. Uh, Context. So, okay. Yeah, okay. Can, so it's interesting. I, I can say that, uh, like for example, yeah, uh, one of the most important is the ISM code, uh, for example. But there are a lot of certifications also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it's it's good to know. I think. Uh, this in terms. Of, this in terms of uh, certifications related to the IMO. Okay. Okay. Because. Uh, 
there is also another organization. Uh, its name is the International Organization for Standard Standardization, the ISO. ISO, yes. Which is uh, quite uh, famous worldwide uh, for uh, like uh, uh, setting uh, um, specific uh, standards, uh, not only for the maritime, but uh, for several fields. Uh, and it's another organization that is quite important because, uh, uh, like uh, third parties, uh, can uh, understand the level. Uh, of the quality of the company. I mean, like, uh, for example, uh, uh, the ISO 9001-2015 is that one related to the quality management. So uh, it will uh, show like uh, that the company, uh, if the company has get this, uh, got this, uh, this certification, is focused on customers, so they are providing good services to the company as the ISO. But uh, yeah, ISO standards, um, that's another another part of uh, if we code. Yeah, it's based, yeah, it's quite interesting because uh, it's uh, it doesn't prove, as per what I was saying, they do not uh, provide any kind of certifications, uh, but because the class will verify, like, uh, yeah, the class will verify, the class of the ship will verify and eventually release uh, certifications that uh, the companies uh, are uh, respecting, but is are it reflecting. Great, great. So now uh, let's switch to another question because we have no unlimited uh, time. So, so I, I think you already talked a little bit about the management of vessels, but maybe you want to add some details, I don't know, or directly switch. Yeah, management of vessels, I would like to add uh, that... Uh, uh, can be the, the management of vessel can be like the full a company can provide we for example provide uh, all of them we provide the full management of vessels so mm. we will cover we are covering uh, safety security environmental technical and crew aspects i am here in bombay in bombay we are uh, we have the the office uh, specific uh, specifically related to the crews uh, then uh, technical management technical is related to spares uh, um, Lube oils, uh, consumables, uh, so the technical part is the name, and then the money part. Uh, the money part is the, the money management is only related, crew related. So, okay. Uh, depends. This is uh, quite an overview about the kind of uh, management that the companies uh, can uh, can provide. Because as per what I was saying, I mean, in our case, we are both ship owners, but uh, and uh, ship man, ship and ship manning company. So, okay. Okay. Okay, interesting. So there are also companies who just only uh, provide the uh, ship management uh, of vessel. Okay, just one question, very important. Uh, is there like a difference between uh, uh, vessel management and ship operations? What is the difference? No, I mean, uh, that's a good question. Uh, for ship operations uh, and uh, ship management, uh, I mean, both operations department and technical management uh, are quite, uh, uh, they interact. Okay. So we at the operations interact a lot with technical because there are a lot of things that uh, uh, has to be uh, followed together. No? Okay, okay. And so the management uh, goes also inside the, the technical uh, and uh, it's something uh, 
Yeah. You know, I think I have my definition. I think um, uh, donc ma, uh, ship management is more related to the vessel itself. On uh, ship operation, it's the vessels on the freight as well. Because in the yachting industry, I work as a yacht manager assistant, but not mm-hmm. not as a you, we don't have uh, uh, vessel operation etc. Because we don't have freight on board. Uh, on board a yacht, you don't. Uh, it's not uh, commercial vessels. So let's uh, let's switch switch into the, the chapter five about uh, importance of risk assessment and uh, as incident investigation. Yeah, you you want to know about uh, yes, I would about the yes, risk assessment. I would like to know I the mean, importance. I mean, in in a few words, uh, uh, risk assessment. Uh, refers to the fact of um, investigating all potential uh, hazards. Okay. So hazard, uh, hazard uh, is the most important uh, uh, word that you have to take into uh, mind because it means uh, potential danger. That's, uh, that's uh, the, the most important thing. And so there's all potential hazard uh, that can uh, arise from uh, some operations. So, so Before starting some uh, specific uh, works uh, on, on board, for example, uh, there, the seafarers will have to, to do like a pre-work briefing. Uh, so they will ask us uh, the permission for proceeding and doing that kind of job. Okay. And specifically, they will ask the DPA or the company. So the seafarers uh, must be also familiar Uh, with uh, about uh, uh, with what they will carry out, and uh, they will have to know which person will take part to that operation. So uh, the the most important another important thing uh, is uh, to avoid each possible uh, each possible is potential uh, problem from some. Uh, situations okay. as per what I was saying the hazard uh, yeah every uh, every fire hazard etc if and if something happens uh, there will be the incident investigations that will uh, requires uh, a lot of uh, interactions between a lot of entities okay. starting from the vessel okay will, uh, must be the first uh, to inform uh, the vessel Uh, the, the company, so thank you for this podcast for we bring so you bring so many values to the audience on this podcast uh, so thank you uh, thank you for to talk about your knowledge your skills in the industry uh, Gabriel thank you very much and uh, thank I, you to you I wish you a very pleasant day the, I'm still at the beginning of my career yeah 23 years old you are very I'm young Very young, and you know so much. I'm trying to do all of my best. I really like yeah. the field, and uh, I can see that. I'm working on it. And for your age, like only 23 years old, we have the, almost the same age, and you you have so many knowledge. That's very impressive. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> thank <you. laughs> okay, thank thank you very much, and see you maybe uh, for new episode. And I wish you the best. If uh, you want, yeah, if you want to do another episode more related to Cyber 2.0, don't worry to contact me. Okay, I will do. I won't hesitate. To tell you something more because uh, it's really interesting. Yeah, of it's course. Really yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not always. I mean, uh, talking about always the same topics related to sustainability, fuel, uh, yeah. Yeah. sustainability, yeah. environmental aspects. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's something very technical. Uh, and uh, it's something really, really interesting. Okay, interesting. I won't hesitate for that. So enjoy your time in India and on the on the, once you maybe. Uh, maybe once I will be back uh, in Monaco. Oh yeah, te- uh, text me when you're back in Monaco. I'm 
I, 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 sure, it would be a pleasure sure. to take a drink. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Exactly. Okay. Thank you, Gabriel. Have a nice, pleasant day and evening. Bye bye. Thank you to you. Thank, Thank you. you bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Maritime Vision podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and gained valuable insights into the maritime industry. Be sure to tune in for our next episode, where we'll continue to explore the latest trends and developments in this fascinating field.